0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast. We are so excited that you're here today. It's going to be awesome today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for continuing to be loyal listeners. We have gotten so much great feedback from our um, our awesome community, and we just love being a part of your lives and you guys allowing us to come into your work days, to your cars, to your Uh, headphones and just be a part of your life we hope that you continue to be encouraged by what we're sharing and hey if you have anything that you think that you'd like to talk about just hey give us a shout out show us on the ladies talk facebook page Uh, email us at ladies talk podcast three at gmail.com let us know if there's any topics you want covered if there's any questions that you have that we could break down i mean we would love to do that it would be awesome Um, So, listen, today we have a a great episode. We're going to be talking about childhoods today. Now, this is going to be a great episode because, listen, one thing about us is we're all about doing the hard work. We understand that, you know, sometimes childhoods are great and sometimes they're not. And so we're just going to be diving into some of our memories, diving into some good things, some bad things, and how they played out across our life. And so we hope that while we go through this, that you could also do a little bit of hard work around your own childhood. Yes, and, work with us. And just open up that door for some healing and, and recognize it some places. Hey, you know what? Maybe I can do better in this situation. Or, hey, you know what? I didn't realize that that defined me as much as it did. And so, you know, that's our hope is that while we break this, these things down and talk about our own experience, Yes. That you would open up your heart and do the same, so that way you grow could with us. grow with us. That is yes. right. That's exactly yes. right. Because we're all about growth. You know, my only competition is myself. Ooh. And as long as I can be the better, a better version of myself today than I was yesterday, then I'm already Amen. winning. Amen. Amen. And so that's the whole goal. And so, all right, mom, let's go ahead and share the motto, and then Lisa's going to open us up in prayer, and let's get started.
1: Okay, we are here for celebrating in the good encouraging through the bad and walking with you through the ugly that's right no matter what it looks like we're here to encourage you and be with you so share with us your thoughts your feelings if you need prayers you just want to talk yes you want us to do
2: an episode whatever is on your mind share with us we want to know please do let us encourage you as much as you guys encourage us too. yes that's
0: absolutely yes. right we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer we want to pray over you guys real quick and then we're going to go ahead and get started
2: Father God, we just come to you today, Lord, and we just thank you for another day that we are able to be on these airwaves, Lord. We pray that our listeners here can uh, grow with us as well as learning from themselves, too, Lord. I pray that whatever we say on this podcast today, Lord... It comes with an open heart and open mind, Lord, and let us share what the glory you have given us, Father God. We pray for our week this week, Lord. I pray that you just show up and be the big God that we know that you are, Father God. We lift up every listener, Lord, their struggles, Lord, their heart, Lord, their mind, Lord. We just ask for you to step in and give them the strength, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.
0: Yes. So, man, we're so excited. We we hope that you guys have a great week this week. And oh, before we get started, we have a couple awesome praise reports. So um, let's just go around real quick and talk about our praise reports. So I'm going to start, you guys. I had... I was struggling with my last job just with my schedule and I don't think I had made it known on our podcast but I was really praying for another job and the day that I resigned from my job I got a new job which is just exactly the job that I have been wanting and I actually had got hired on before and then the pandemic started and they shut everything down and so I'm so grateful to be in a new season with a schedule that works for me with a job that I love and an industry that I I love and so God is good. Lisa, I know you have a testimony. <laughs> Our birthday girl, she's been celebrating her birthday week all week, so if you didn't get to shout out happy birthday, now is a good time, because we had a great week celebrating her. Yes, Yes.
2: happy birthday to me, another uh, chapter 34, we're walking into it with our head held high. Yes. Uh, I got a lot of praises this week, of my birthday of course, and all the people that reached out to me, showed the love to me, and made me feel appreciated, and let me know that I am a light for you guys Uh, Ray stepped up and spoiled me. My friends and family did. I have a huge shout out to Shauna for getting me tickets to Stephen Furtick. Shout out to Shana. Shana. Countdown to October 29th. You know, I like those countdowns. (laughs) And also, my biggest praise report on my birthday, I got hired onto a new job. Yes. Yes. It's in the field that I was in whenever I graduated high school, so it's kind of like full circle. And God opened those doors, and I'm walking in it with my head held high. Yes. It's come through. Definitely a not by side by faith this year for me i'm telling you and
0: if you guys know about lisa's story or if you were any part of her personal life we have been praying for at least a year for a new job and i mean she transitioned from her old job you know um And then we've just been in a waiting period, and so we are celebrating with her. When I tell you God is good, and God knew exactly what she needed, and the timing, and everything worked out perfectly. And so we're excited. We're celebrating with her. All God, all
2: God, I'm telling you. Yes, Yes.
1: and so, Mom, go ahead and share uh, your praise report for the week. Yes, and I started last Friday night back to Bible school. Yes. And it's been so amazing. I've wanted to go for years. And I started, and then my father-in-law died. And uh, they have new class starting, but she did a special class on forgiveness, and I started last Friday. So I'm excited for what this yes. next two years looks like. That's so praise right. God. I've been praying for this for years but couldn't afford it. And now it's open to me. It's free. So praise God. Look at God doing wonderful things. Yes.
0: absolutely. And we have all joined in. We're going to these forgiveness classes with her. Yes. Super cool to talk about forgiveness because forgiveness is not something that can be summed up. This is a five-week class. And so do you think forgiveness is something that can be packed into one sentence or a couple sentences? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack. And the content has been incredible. So... Um, And and we'll talk about that a little bit today as we dive in here to these questions So now what we're talking about today is our childhoods and we're talking about that because listen No matter where we are today in some way shape or form our childhood Has kind of been a guide for us about who we either become Or who we don't want to become right and so I'm gonna start right there So let's talk about positive influences in your life who as a kid Did you look up to in your family or in your circle? Or did you have anyone to look up to that you were thinking, man, when I grow up, like, I just want to be like that. Or someone that you admired so much that you just thought, man, they're just an incredible person. So
1: um,
0: let's start there. Let's start on a positive note first. So as a kid, who was it that you
1: admired or look up to in your family? Okay, I can go first with that because um, my parents were amazing and they were human but i didn't know that i didn't see any of the faults they had i still don't you know but my mom who raised all four of us her and my dad and uh she took us to the grocery store we went with her to the stores and places and i was thinking the other day she used to take me uh when i when school was getting ready to start and uh, she would buy me dresses I'm such a tomboy, I forgot I used to wear dresses all the time. And her best friends, all her life, wherever she's lived, have been hairdressers. And so I've always gotten my hair done for the pictures, and I just totally forgot about that. But as I was thinking childhood, what did I want to share, um, all these memories started coming back. I always looked forward to going to to Carol's Beauty Shop to get my hair done. And uh, to go to J.C. Penney's to get clothes, and... <laughs> so and uh, remember those
2: catalogs.
1: <laughs> yes, and the Easter outfits, and, mm-hmm. and that's things that I couldn't always get my kids growing up. So that was really special to me to know how my mom took special care of me. Mm. So I was daddy's girl, but my mom did the baking, the cooking. The, she did it all, and we went with her. Every, you know, she took us, and yes. she didn't say, "No, you're staying here with your dad." Yes. Uh, if we'd asked, I'm sure we could have, but yes. she always took us everywhere she went. So I Ooh. thought, I thought that's great because nowadays you're like, "No, you're not I me. Mean. You stay here," you know. And and I get it. Uh, I get it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm like, i I just leave my kids here. <laughs> I get I'm it. It's so
2: much easier. Yes. In and out. In yes, and yes. Out. I mm-hmm. was gonna say,
1: you, I can go in and out real quick. Uh-huh. My mom never was in a hurry. Just took life as it was. She yeah. left God and just. As it went that's what she did and and wow. you know so it, it was really cool and
0: that was and, and my mom yeah 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 awesome I love that yes. yes Lisa
2: what you got for us I mean I looked up to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons like my mom she was a hard worker she showed me and instilled in me uh, hard work it pays off she was always there for me she showed me love and caring so that's what I look for now whenever now that I'm a mom and then my aunt, Gracie, she was the life of the party. She always made people laugh. She always made people feel good. So I always wanted to grow up and be like her. And then my sisters, too, of course, because they I thought they were cool. They were driving and everything. And <laughs> they were out and about working. And they had money. And I would get to do their laundry. And I get to be so cool because I would be, be able to hang out with the older kids <laughs> and run around with them. So I looked up to a lot of different women in my house childhood
0: that's awesome that's really cool to hear that you had a lot of people you know um i think depending on where you're raised or where you grow up at you either do or you don't now looking back at my childhood i didn't look up to a lot of people but um i respected my mom i knew that woman was strong and i always always noticed that no matter how much she was working or no matter how much i remember like for instance, like times I would be home from school sick, like she was just right there taking care of me, making sure I was good, making sure I had everything I needed. Like any time that we really, really needed her, I mean, she was there. And so I love that about growing up, that I always felt safe with my mom, that I knew she she had my back no matter what. Um, Now, as far as, like, the rest of my family, because we did grow up in the hood, I did look up to my grandma, but I didn't know her for that long. She passed away in 96, so she passed, it was 96, right? So she, uh, oh, 94, I'm sorry, maybe, okay, I was six, that's what it was. So um, I was six years old, and she passed away from cancer, but I remember... Uh, Just brief brief moments with her and one thing I've always known is that she was a praying woman and so in the back of my head I really felt like I've always carried my her spirit with me because I felt like It's her prayers that have just kept us going so as I grew up I just always (laughs) had that that comfort and that feeling of of Embodying her spirit, like I just want to be how she was, yes. where people knew that it was her prayers that made a difference, right, and yes. people knew it was her presence that made a difference and and the type of grandma and the type of mother that she was i mean i don 't know anybody that spoke ill of my grandma, everybody loved her she was such a sweet lady and so um, even though i didn 't get to know her into my early childhood or into my later childhood and into my older years. I always have a picture of her in my mind And the type of woman that she was And so growing up you know, because we do talk about, I did grow up in a just dysfunctional family, a lot of drugs, a lot of bondage, (laughs) right? We put the fun in dysfunctional. So really, I mean, just a lot of craziness going on in our family. And a lot of people I looked at like, "Eh, I'm not really trying to be like that because they just, I saw the fun they were having. But I think also because my dad is like a pillar for the family. Everyone always comes to him. I saw all the like, the consequences and stuff of, of their fun that they were having and I just was <laughs> not into it so um, anyway so for me it was my grandma and my mom they were like the two most beautiful people they were so strong and I feel like they made the biggest impact on me growing up so okay so now we got the good stuff Yep, everybody's feeling good okay so now let's hit a little bit deeper subject I touched on it a little bit but um, what are some relationships now we understand you guys we are human and we do have family that listens to our podcast so there might be some stuff that we don't want to share so if you don't want to share it you don't have to but what are some things
2: and it our perception of this right. event our, that's happening exactly
0: we, we, so it might have we might have saw it that way but that might not have even been the facts or what was happening or anything like that so right. but we are going to share some things so so what are some negative things that impacted your childhood, maybe some negative memories that you have, um, or some relationships, you don't necessarily have to name them, but just kind of made you feel some type of way or made you look at, like, I don't want to be like that or I don't want to be around this type of thing. So um, for me, I will tell you, it was it was honestly the drugs. and um, And I'll just start this up. And it was really because I did, we had so many we had a lot of tweakers in our family when I was younger and just seeing that and being like oh my goodness and you know my dad he's okay with us telling our stories on him and when he used to do drugs I remember one night he had us up in the apartment all night long and we were sitting he woke us up from upstairs and we came and sat down on the couch and he's just pointing at the window and saying look they're cutting the window open right now they're about to come breaking in and he had us all me my brother my mom and him on that couch all night until the morning until the sun came up tweaking, telling us about how they were about to, the whole federal, the feds were going to come down on him and come busting in here any minute, and we were terrified and didn't know what the heck was going on, and we had to go to school the next morning, and <laughs> we're tired because we were up all night while my dad was tweaking, I'm and so, so <laughs> my mom was heated, and so, um, but it didn't just come from him, I, I probably saw it from him the least, but, you know, family members, too, who would come over, and, you know, they're stealing your stuff, you know, they're <laughs> you got to make sure you hide your stuff you got people coming over making these pleas for money when they're really just trying to go get drugs and you know making up these big old stories family members robbing other family members christmas gifts i mean it was a hot mess and so being around that stuff it really did just make me absolutely not want to be a part of the drug world not want to take because our family was big on prescription pills and they were big on street drugs um not necessarily marijuana, although all of them did speak it, but it was more like the like a lot of more on meth, a lot of more on things like that, and so um, pain and pills. pain pills. Pills diet was a big thing. Yep, diet, diet pills. pills. Yep, absolutely. And so just that it just put a bad taste in my mouth for being around that environment, and it honestly made me judge people like that. It didn't make me like look at people and be like oh you know they're going through it it made me look at them and think ugh, like you need to get your life together and and I did for a long time I had this like I'm better than you concept because I felt like I would never touch that you know but that's just what was embedded me as a child from the environment that I was in so that's me
2: So my perception of my childhood, I think, I feel like I was a little bit sheltered from all of that lifestyle on my dad's side, and I only got to see the fun parts that I thought was the fun parts, so I just got to see us going to the park, we were, they were all drinking and everything like that, we were getting rides on our uncle's motorcycle, and just outside playing with all of our cousins and they'd be inside doing whatever and we just thought it was, I thought it was fun, not just we, I thought it was fun. <laughs> hey. and we, my aunt and uncle was like, oh, we moved next to a park. That's what we got you, is the park. <laughs> so go out there and play. So we, we were stuck out there. So whenever I did grow up, uh, my mom kept us away from uh, the, the that side of the family. So we only got to see us on holidays and everything. holidays, birthdays, special occasions or anything we would get to see them so I didn't really get to see the parts of it the ugly parts of it because my mom would keep us at home or on her side of the family which they were more conservative and we didn't talk about anything that was bothering us or were struggling with so I ventured off into the drug world because I thought it was fun Mm -hmm. and so look where it got me (laughs) (laughs) but I think God knew exactly where He was taking me with the way I grew up in. That's right. So I know that I can't really say it was a bad childhood because I'm thankful for who I am today in yeah. it.
0: Exactly. And my
2: mom raised all five of us strong minded. We don't have the best decisions we make all the time, but I think she did a great job. And yes, yeah. she, did. she <coughs> is a big rock in my life. And. Stop. I don't know where I went with this I just had a brain fart okay. <laughs> so going back to where I was the brain fart uh so a, a lot of the negative aspects that I can point out in my childhood is my relationships with my spouse and my mom and dad were a prison relationship and that didn't turn out very good in my eyes there was a lot of not communication a lot of broken trust, and a lot of lying, and just not to hurt people hurting each other, I feel. And so now that is actually hindering me and my relationship now, especially with Ray coming out of prison and me trying to be a healthy fiance, girlfriend, wife, whatever it is, and that's a little bit of the negativeness that I have right now is from that childhood not seeing a healthy relationship.
0: That's so good. Very good. That's so good. And I also, you know, I had um, I I, I watched a few things. You know, um, my brother, one of them. You know, when you realize like how hard it is to manage relationships as an adult when you don't have that example. And, and it's like really universal for anything Because you think a lot of times about men Men who don't have fathers They don't know how to be a father Because they've never yeah. seen a father Same with women who haven't had mothers Or who haven't had mothers who were consistently there for them yeah. mm-hmm. And you look at that repeating cycle And how it just goes on down the line You know, some of them try and do their best But there's so much that we lack In relationships, in our perceptions When we don't have that model for us So I think yes. that's such a good point that you bring up that's very good Because, I mean, gosh, I can pinpoint so many different relationships and the reason why I have a lack of trust now, right, identifying it back to my childhood of somebody not coming through, somebody canceling, somebody backing out, somebody not being consistent, Mm -hmm. somebody not being a safe place and then realizing, oh, shoot, like, that's my perception of people today, even though these people didn't do it to me because I experienced it as a child. Now, I'm looking at people through these perceptions, and it's a completely wrong perception. I'm putting this on people that have nothing to do with what happened in my childhood, but I expect them to act the way that I've seen people act, you know? And so it's hard to give people the benefit of the doubt or to have good faith in people when you walk through stuff like that, you know. So definitely, definitely a good point that you brought up there. So, okay, Mom, what about you? What about your childhood?
1: Okay, um, I really had a pretty good uh, childhood. Um, I did have a circumstance that affected me and uh, it still affects me to this day and I'm Dealing with it in this forgiveness class is really helping me a lot. It's something I'm not really ready to talk about Mm -hmm. because I'm still dealing with it myself. Sure. But what I will share with you is my dad was an alcoholic up until the third grade. And uh, he used to sit and play guitar and drink until he just passed out on the floor. And I used to laugh. I thought, we're playing a game. I didn't know. I was like five maybe and I'd never seen anything unhealthy didn't know anything about medical stuff back then you know and and uh the truth is he drank so much his blood pressure was too high he passed out and it was a medical thing he really needed help but I didn't know that until I got older and I found out so um alcohol um I it plays a part in our family but um He broke, my dad broke away from that when we were in third grade when he got saved. And he had to stop hanging out. We would hang out with our cousins. And uh, I mean, I was really close with Mm him. And when he did that, he stopped drinking so he couldn't hang around with his brothers who drank. He had to cut that off. And so now that I'm older and I miss them and I'm friends with some of them on Facebook, my, my kids will hit me up and say, how come we don't know your cousins? How come we don't know your family? well because it was not okay for us to hang around with them because my dad had to set boundaries and that's something he taught me was boundaries i didn't know back then and didn't see him back then but at this time in my life i see him now right yeah. so um, and i've never been drawn toward alcohol praise god for that I, and probably because my dad nipped it in the bud when i was young mm-hmm. by setting those boundaries and stopping going around people like that. So, um, I would say that would be one of the things. Yeah. And, uh, um, I wasn't around drugs or, uh, pain pills. If you went to the doctor, you took an aspirin or, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what we did. Yeah. And, uh, I had strep throat many, many times and ear infections and uh, I'd get antibiotic and that was it. I mean, we, I didn't know about any of that stuff till later on in life. And, yeah. uh, Uh, when I met my husband and um, so went through a lot older than I did in my childhood yeah and I've learned through all of that to be where I'm at now so but I don't want to jump ahead so no yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's okay so I'm I'm
0: also wondering too just a little thought I'm thinking because Lisa kind of pinned it but I do wonder too how much are you know them is it true? Like, how how much does our view and our relationship with our fathers dictate how we pick our partners? Because, I say that because Grandpa was an alcoholic and Dad is an alcoholic. Yes. And so, wondering, like, is that true? Like, you know, do you look for somebody subconsciously and they end up having <laughs> the same features that your father yes. had? Ah! Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Al is a hard worker. My dad was a hard worker. He provided, Al provided the best he could uh, for us. Um, And he'd been through his circumstances where he really didn't know anything, but you got to work. He he doesn't know all the other stuff, which he's learning now, you Mm -hmm. know. To, there's so much more than just working to be in a father, yeah. and and the children need so much more than that. Yeah, they need they need the money, but they'd rather have the time too. Instead of working all that extra overtime, yes, they, it's important to build that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that's what we miss out on as kids. But I didn't miss out on it, but I see my kids miss out on it. Yeah, as um, uh, but Al did the best he could uh-huh. in, in what he knew how to do. Yeah, right? so yeah. But he does. He does have a lot of features that Grandpa has. And he was you know. funny. He's funny. Uh-huh. He's, he's a character. Hilarious. He cuts up. And my dad always likes to sit around, tell you a good joke, and be the life of the party. And yeah. so so many things. They just relate. I mean, you sit back and look at it now, like, oh my God, he married my dad. You're right. I think Lisa's over here having
2: revelations. to
0: I mean, it's it's true because, you know, we don't want to think that way, especially when we see, like, the yeah. good and the bad traits of our dads, you know, but, I mean, I can, I can, too, I think, and I'm just going to be honest here, I think I've always been intimidated by, like, having somebody who was, like, all the way in the church world or who was all the way um, just, like, from a different life than me because I feel like I don't understand those people. Right. You know, I don't understand how they think or how they operate and I don't want anyone looking down on me because of where I've come from or the things that I see completely different. I have so much grace now for people who do do drugs and people who aren't alcohol because I've grown a lot as a person and understanding my family and, and the bondages and stuff that we've had to break so I've had such a hard time so when I date. I do, like, kind of go towards people who are in the streets or from the streets or know something about the lifestyle of bondage. And it's not because, you know, I like to have the conversation about if they're growing. And, of course, people can talk good and tell you all they want. But when you look at their lifestyle, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, they do. They always end up having a lot of similarities to my dad. And even when it don't works out it's a lot of times because they're not a hard worker. If you don't work as hard as my dad, I can't I can't kick it with you right. because my dad was a hard worker yes. and I'm a woman and I know how to work hard and I feel like I shouldn't be responsible for providing because, I mean, not that I won't help as a helpmate, you know, but I feel like I shouldn't be the sole provider because my dad used to leave without a job and he wouldn't come back until he had Walking. one. He Walking. would walk, He exactly, he would walk and he'd be like, hey, I'll be back when I have a job and he that's what he did. If he ever lost a job, if it, and he's a painter, and he is freaking amazing, and he's a body man now, but, I mean, that type of work ethic, you don't just come across, and so a lot of times... Like, if I'm done talking to somebody or I'm like, I get uninterested, it's because they're lazy. And because I'm like, uh, no, I'm not interested in someone making excuses when my dad would walk and come back and be like, okay, I got a job, we're good now. And he would be at that job for years until yes. the owner died or until the place yes. closed down or whatever. <laughs> and then he'd be on to the next one. And so that's a big part of me is looking for someone that has that work ethic like yeah. my dad does. Yes. Who has that, you know, so... Yeah. It's true. Lisa, what you thinking over there? I'm just
2: like, uh. Do share, we want to hear
0: this. And <laughs> y'all can see her facial expressions. Inquiring
2: minds want to know
1: what's going on in that pretty little head. I'm
2: just like, uh. I mean, I think Ray's good looking, but I don't think my dad's good looking. Oh, you know what I'm saying? right, of course, right, of course. <laughs> no offense, Dad, I do get my looks from him somewhat, somewhat. More of my sense of humor, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes, but right. uh, yes. Ray has a lot of characteristics of my dad. Ray a, has a big heart. He cares a lot and then my dad liked to be flashy too. He liked to be noticed. Oh, he yeah. liked to be the center of attention. Ray likes that. to be the yeah. center of attention. Yeah. He rides a motorcycle like my dad oh, did my gosh. but <laughs> his is a, a stunt bike not a Harley yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and then he I don't know. I get I do see a lot of similarities I guess now that I look at it but You're then right. I'm like
0: eh. <laughs> And sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes you're yes. like, no, tell me I didn't pick somebody that's just like my dad. Right. But,
2: but my mom and dad, they did love each other. And they still love each other. Even though they are separated and divorced, they still have love for each other. Yeah, and my yeah. dad is just gives his hats off to my mom for what she did for us. Yes. She raised all five of us by herself while he was out handling whatever he needed to handle at his time. Very true. So I hope that God works a different way for me and I speak life into my relationship and just rely more on God. I don't really remember having like that big pillar of a religion or somebody spiritual in my childhood. I went to church with my grandmas but I didn't really see them actually sitting down there and praying like I pray. So I think... What I'm thankful for is that I'm letting my kids see that in me. I show them whenever struggles come that I reach out to God, especially with the job that we were praying for. I kept telling the kids, make sure we're praying that God opens these doors for this job. And so they continue to pray, and they've seen God come through when he did. They see me struggling with the job that I had for the last six years, and they see me continue to just stay faithful in God. So I think that's one thing I'm thankful for. Yes. That's so
1: important. They've seen you struggle through your last job. Even though you were struggling, you were teaching them. Mm-hmm. Just because yes. it's hard, you don't quit. Yeah. You yes. press through until the time comes then you're released from that. I'm telling you. Sometimes that's
0: the most powerful thing you could do when your yes. kids see you down and out, but you still pack yes. them up and go to church or you still pack them up and let's go be around these groups. Mm-hmm. Because you have to teach them what community looks like, especially when you're coming out of a pandemic and all there is is social media and stuff there's so much power like whether you're an introvert an extrovert whatever there is so much power about just being around people who are positive and who have yes. that even if you're not the one speaking even if you can get around those women and or men yes. and listen to the conversation right. it completely switches your mindset and what you're going through and so especially for our kids you know we want the best for them and okay so let me ask you so coming from your childhood your perception of parenting and the way that you parent did you try to parent the way your parents did or did you try to parent differently Mm. than they did
2: i think i'm trying to parent differently my mom did shelter us through a lot of the addictions that were in our family and a lot of the under the carpet nobody talked about she kept us sheltered from that so now i want my kids to know they both come from addicted parents so i want them to know like it is a struggle and it is hard but we have to keep faith and remember yes, that god yes. can change us and they have to want the changes. you have to put in the work to be able to decide that you're done with that lifestyle yeah that's so good so i want mm-hmm. my kids to know that the struggles are going to come but if you stay faithful and you have hope and you have faith and you have your village around you that you guys can make it through to the other side. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, Um, mine was so much, I guess, I had a good childhood for the most part with my parents and everything, Um, but after my mom died, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got all lost and can, didn't know what I was doing, or I got into drugs for a little bit. Okay. Um, didn't last long, praise God. Um, and because I knew I wasn't supposed to be in them, yeah. you know, I knew them the whole time. So um, I got out of them, and uh, but it took me a few years to realize that the way I was parenting. Actually, it took me going to a class and getting some help to realize that the way I was always. I wasn't good enough. I was always down on myself because I was trying to live up to who my I thought my parents wanted me to be. Yeah. And to be like them instead of being who I actually am. Yes. Cuz I'm not them. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to make mistakes and it's going to be different than them. I can just take what they taught me and use it as a tool in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm not them. That's so good. And when I realized that it was like an epiphany just yeah. wow you know okay so now I'm free to be me right you know, be who I am and parent who I am and yeah. God made me so that was that was a big revelation but it didn't come I, I was good until my mom died and yeah. then it was like I didn't know who I was anymore because she was like the the firm For, uh, one and you know mm-hmm. my dad everything he did was because of her and us kids and And everything we did, my mom, you know, took us with her and taught us, took us to church. And my dad going to church, it was always my mom, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so it was really huge for me to know that it's okay to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And then they're watching over me and they're proud of who I am now. Yes. So, and it's okay. Yes. So important, giving yourself permission to be yourself.
0: Because, I mean, I could could think of that too. You know, um, I have always... People have always responded to me like I am um, an influencer and you know, like I do have a lot to say And and I've always gotten those compliments and that feedback from people And so when I grew up and I got older, you know, like for instance when I when my best friend passed and I kind of went to the world I ended up getting pregnant with my firstborn and then so when I when I walked through that um, after you know, I had had my son and I was trying to walk through some healing and everything it was hard to just be myself, yes. understanding, okay, my circumstances have changed now. And wow. so you're always trying to live up to somebody's expectation of you. But I was so miserable because mm-hmm. I felt like yes. nobody would like accept the real me yes. with my flaws and, right. and what I have going on. That if I were to admit that I wasn't a perfect person or I was struggling in my identity or my relationships, that then somebody was going to come at me and tell me that I wasn't being who I needed to be. And that was so frustrating. And so for so long, and I think for me, that's why I have always been such a private individual. Like, I don't share a lot of information, but it's always been out of that. I've always felt like, well, shoot, people. And also, I will share this little story. When I did get pregnant... I was a part of the church, and I did have some teenagers under me, and when I fell, they fell, and that affected me so much, because I realized how much of an influence I had over them, and I felt so bad for that, so I, so from then, I never wanted to being, I really didn't for a long time I didn't want to be in a leadership position because right. I'm like if I'm not perfect and these people are following me like I am and they fall like I don't want to be responsible for that right. you know mm-hmm. because that's a heavy heavy weight to carry yeah. and so I think giving ourselves permission to be ourselves and that's why I'm so big right now about walking in authenticity like I'm not going to lie about what I'm going through yes. or what I'm walking yes. through because I want anyone to know whether they are looking up to me or not, that I'm not perfect. You know, I do have things that affect me. You know, I do have things as from my childhood that I deal with, you know. Um, and then just on topic of the question, you know, the way I, I parent my kids, I feel like I'm just now being intentional and just now trying to apply like the positive parenting that I learned from my mom and, and, you know, from my family. But for a long time, I felt lost, too. I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, where is the handbook on this thing? Because I yeah. feel like I don't know what to do. And yeah, then, right. you know, you go through things dealing with, like, postpartum depression. And then you go through life. And then sometimes it's hard to, you want your kids away from you because you want to protect them from that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you want to be there involved with them. And so there's so many different aspects. And I'm just now getting to the point where I feel like... Like, what I learned from my mom, which I think is what she was saying she learned from her mom, is it's okay to take your kids' places with you. It's okay to do things with them. My mom always sits down with my kids, and she'll do puzzles with them. She'll watch movies with them. Like, whatever it is that they want to do, she'll sit down and do it with them. And sometimes I get so busy, I'm like, I do not want to watch a movie, especially whatever movie you want to watch. I don't want to do it. (laughs) But sometimes we got to make that time because thinking about when we were kids, was that was that need met for you yeah. you know and then so thinking about our kids in this moment okay how can I meet the need that they have right now you know and so that's the whole focus and so sorry again you guys I know we tell you guys this all the time we do have kids so I apologize for the background noise but that's it's a part of life that's, so that's funny that you
1: say that though because I just want you to know Elijah wanted me to sit down and watch a horror movie and I don't watch horror movies, so I'd always compromise. And then, but, but I like a good crime and a good mystery, you know. I don't care if it's got blood and stuff in it, but as long as it's a good story.
0: Okay, sorry, we had to pause for a minute, had some kids having some meltdowns. But, okay, my mom was in the middle of a point, so go ahead and finish your point, mom, about compromising. Yeah,
1: that um, I do like, like the kind of movies he likes. And I was always telling him, no, we'll compromise, and we'll watch the, you know, but I'm getting the pleasure out of it when he's the one who's really doing the compromising, because I'm picking what what we agree on, yeah, but yeah. it's what I want.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I started giving in to him and saying, okay, we're going to watch it, but if it's something I don't like, we'll stop it right away. Yeah. But So, I'm letting him, I'm learning to watch what he can I need to see what he's watching anyway right True. so I'm, I'm participating with him doing what he wants holy instead of saying no it's gonna be what I want and right. you're gonna you're gonna be the one that join. me so that way and I plus I get to see what he's doing so we have okay. to we have to meet them where they're at yeah. you know yeah. we can't just always be I'm the parent you can't do that and I do like a good crime story yeah and the two horror movies I've watched with him have been gross and he'll tell me oh turn your head grandma and but and I do, but the crime stories have been really good in them. Yeah. So we've got we've gotten the joy out of them. Yeah. But there are certain things, demonic things, and stuff we won't watch. You know, yeah. but but they've just really been, they've really been interesting to me. So yeah. it's been a, a good learning experience for me. Yeah, so I
0: think that's good. And I think for me, it's just me pausing and taking that time because. I am not a TV person. I'm not a movie person. And the reason is my whole family's into TV and movies. So when I'm with my mom and dad, they have their shows they're watching. When I'm with my kids, they have their shows they're watching. So I really don't ever have the TV to pick what I want or watch (laughs) what I want. And so I'm doing other stuff, you know, doing homework on my phone, talking to other people, whatever, you know, because I'm just not a movie person. So now I do have to be intentional when my son says you want to watch a movie, and I'm like, okay, I have to tell him like I've got to make time for this. Yes. Okay, let me sit down. We just watched the new Space Jam last night, and so that's a good movie. So, um, anyways, but just okay, let me sit down and let me get this attention to you because he knows sometimes I'll be on my phone while we're watching a movie, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Elijah, I'm trying here, but it's just because I'm so not I'm so used to not watching shows and movies, yeah. my attention span is like zero for that stuff, but. Just trying to be intentional, you know. How do your kids, like, want to spend time with you, Lisa? What do you find?
2: Well, I have a lot of, uh, I have a boy and a girl, so I have the both of, both the best, best of, of both, both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb, he's into, like, Call of Duty and all that war stuff, and he's in that tween stage where he, mom's not cool anymore. So whenever I try and repeat the lingo that they have nowadays, like, it's bussin' and it's capping he just gets embarrassed, so, mm-hmm. but with Charlotte, uh, she's 10, so she's a little bit of my wild child, keeps me on my toes, so I have to be a little bit more intentional with her, especially with the way the world is going this day and age. Mm-hmm. Not that Caleb doesn't need to be watched, but I feel like Charlotte, she needs a little bit more of me right now, Yeah, because we had a little problems with her. Discipline and her behavior. So I had to really stop and pray about it and seek like God How do I be able to be the best parent for her if she's not learning the ways that I was learned to go to the room? And just punish and punish and punish Mm -hmm. it wasn't working for us So I had to actually be intentional and find out ways that she Understood to be disciplined because of me just taking it away It wasn't doing it me grounding her wasn't doing it. So I had to find a way to be able to teacher and what did it, what did jojo say that one time about love and discipline yes, yes. okay so
0: it was um was so good um discipline without love and love without discipline is both abuse so there's a balance yeah um i'm pretty sure that's how i said it yes. love And discipline mm-hmm. yeah
2: mm-hmm. which is a good nugget shout out jojo
1: hey jose yes. <laughs> rodriguez
2: rescue generation check Woo! them out yes. rag uh But that that hit something inside of me is that because I remember just getting told to go to my room and out of sight, out of mind at that time. And I sat there and thought and got angry at my mom. But now I want her to understand why I'm disciplining her and showing her the reasons why and what we can do to get past it.
0: I think that's so good, too, in finding those healthy ways. This is such a different generation, and so the punishments that we got as a kid don't work. No. Our kids are too emotional. You know, you feel like, gosh, if I whoop you, you're going to try to go kill yourself. And I just mean that seriously. Like, that's how you feel. Like, oh, my gosh, how do I? But really speaking their language and actually talking, which is not something that we grew up with. Right. I mean, I think all of us can say that. Like, we kind of grew up in that, you know, you can't really talk about it family, you know. Yes,
1: I had great parents, but my mom didn't talk to me about sex. Yeah. She didn't talk to me about female stuff. Yeah. I I learned in school. Yeah, absolutely. I mean.
0: Yeah, and I don't think my family necessarily uh, promoted or ever said, don't ask, you know, don't talk about it, but I just felt like not a lot of stuff was
2: talked about, so you just kind of got that impression, like. It was real taboo. yeah. Yeah. I remember in my household, whenever I was going through my women's stages. My mom's like, you got sisters for this. But
1: you're my mom. Right. But our generation wasn't. We didn't talk to our right. mom. So we didn't know how to talk to y'all. Yeah. It wasn't okay back then just to say, we got to talk. Well, it probably was, but we didn't know it. Somewhere yeah. somebody started breaking off those uh, chains of doing things over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and being different and just saying, okay, we're going to do it this way now. Yeah. Let's talk.
0: And, and I'm glad you said that and I think that's the power of this conversation is listen it doesn't matter if you were sheltered or if you had a horrible childhood the thing is you are in charge of the way that you parent and in, yes. in your relationship with your kids and so um, forgiveness is a big part yes. of it oh you have God. to find that forgiveness for those around you who didn't know better Or who, if they did know better, they didn't do better. You have to find that forgiveness. And the reason is because if you don't your responses are going to come out of bitterness yes. they're going to come out of anger that's right. and people are going to see that on you and and that stuff it it's consuming yes it is and and it literally does it eat you alive that's all you can think about you right. replay Cancer, those memories it just
2: right feeds and feeds on the negativity yes. Yes.
0: exactly and you think of those memories and you replay them over and over in your head and you just get angry thinking about the person living their life and and you're so miserable but and and I and I say this with all sensitivity to the to the um, situations because I understand. But at the same time, you choosing to live in your own prison your is own a church. choice that you're making, That's right. and you have the power to release it and to live a different life. You have the power to let go and say, you know what. This did happen to me, but it does not have to affect me. It, it does not have to me. right? dictate the
1: way that I live
0: or the way that I handle my children or people that's around
1: right. me. You're the one that's going to start to do different today. Yes. That's right. You're not going to live in the past of what was. Exactly. You start living how you want to live. Be in control of your life. Exactly. Be in charge. Of, be the master of your... Well, there used to be a saying. I can't think of it. Be the master of your... I don't know what, domain or sure. whatever, uh-huh. but, but but just be your be who you are and do yes. what you want to do.
0: Yes, and I mean, really think, like, what fills your bucket as a parent? You know, you don't have to do what you think people say you should do. You know, what fills your bucket? If it's taking yes. your kids to the park, if it's playing games with them, what time with them is it that actually fills you up? You know, you don't always have to be the bad parent, always, you know, uh, discipline in and never actually having fun with your kids. You know, what is it that helps you, you know, yes. to, to not just pour out of yourself all the time, but also to help you fill your own bucket right. back up, you know, yes. that's so important. And so um, okay, one, more. One, yeah. one
2: thing is I wanted to uh, say, like during this last year, trying to find out how to parent, especially during the pandemic is admitting I made mistakes, admitting I was yes. wrong to them yes. and telling them, look, Ooh. I'm sorry, I did this. Mom had a bad day this is what I should have done, and try to find a resolution in that.
0: That, that is so, so powerful. Yes, because yes. then you teach your kids how to be authentic. That's and, right. You know, that's something we didn't have. And so, I mean, one thing we know here uh, at Ladies Talk is that all of us, we, are, we have all broken cycles. We have all literally stopped things in their tracks and yes. done things different ways. And so we know that it's possible. And so that's why we encourage you all in this way because we know, look, we're doing it. And even though what we're doing, we haven't seen other people do, or we don't really know what it looks like. All we know is that, hey, you know what? God is guiding us, and He's yes. helping us to learn every step of the way. You know, and that—that's what we focus on. And so, I do have a couple of scriptures here to share, and these are just scriptures that came up to me, like as I was thinking about the childhood and in different areas, and. Again, you know, if you whether you had a good or bad childhood, you're going to have different things that can speak to you. But um, Psalms 44 four four it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Mm-hmm. And I love that yeah, scripture, yeah. especially concerning our childhood, because sometimes we do have fears that are. Um, embedded in us from a child and sometimes we do have things that we don't respond to or we don't um, or things that can trigger us um, just going into adulthood and so in those things if you notice that okay i'm this way because of my childhood you know seek the lord and let him answer you let him deliver you from those things so you can live a healthy adult life with your family Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and be free because he offers freedom my favorite saying ever is from apostle sherman dumas in california and he says freedom is available why be bound and so that's the truth with jesus i mean freedom is available so why would we choose to stay in bondage so the other scripture i have is isaiah 43 2 it is one of my favorites it says when you pass through the waters i will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze And so I think about my childhood, I think about the good and the bad, and I feel like I know that to be true, because every step of the way, God was with me. He didn't let these things overtake me, he allowed me to survive them, and I'm at the place I am now because he was with me, and so if he was with me then... He's going to be with me now, no matter what I'm going through, for real. If he was so with good, me then, yes. he's going to be with me now. And so to think, Lord, what all I have survived and, and, and how many times the enemy has come for me, my family, my life, and then know that God is so good that he's allowed me to be an overcomer and to walk through, a, you know, hell and high water and still be here and to still be able to declare the goodness of God. That's just who he is, and and so I'm grateful. And so for me, when I'm thinking about my childhood, these two verses come to mind because I feel like God God can do anything, yes. and and we don't have to stay stuck in our circumstances, yes, and we yes, don't have yes. to stay bound to what happened when we were kids. You know, we can totally be free to be ourselves yes. in this season. So, yes. did
1: you guys have some scriptures? I had a scripture, three John, third John, one four. I have no greater joy than this that my children are living according to the truth. And the good news says a parent spends their whole life having their children learn to be truthful and believe in things beyond them. The Lord has the same hope. Ooh. So wow. you say, I didn't have that as a kid growing up because my parents weren't, you know, they were bad or they did this or that. But the Lord has the same hope. Ooh. He's the He's the parent for the absent yes. the people who have yes. absent parents. He is the father to the fatherless. Yes. uh, Or or the motherless. Yes. You know, he's there. So So I love those scriptures. I love that scripture. I love that. I love it.
2: My go-to scripture still applies to this, is Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven. Yes. for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to honor you and give you hope in the future. Yes. No matter what I went through in my childhood, I still know that he goes before me and he plans to honor me in everything that I do as long as I'm living according to his will. So yes. I know everything Ooh. that I went through is supposed to be everything that I was supposed to go through to bring me to who I am today.
0: Yes. 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 I love that. So. Any final thoughts you guys have about any encouragement for them? Um, where would you, I guess, where would you say if you haven't like really worked on healing from your childhood, where would you start? Like, where on your own personal journey, just to help people who maybe are just now thinking, "Oh shoot, this is a problem," or this. Where would you start in your healing?
1: Something that we're learning in this class: find the facts of whatever you're hurting from. Find the facts. What's Ooh. real. Separate it from what is not real. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Find the facts, and then learn to forgive yourself, Ooh. and to forgive whoever. Yes, that's that's what I would say. That's yes. what we're learning. We're still in the process of learning it, but that yes. was so much in the first two weeks. It's like it's so mind good. blown. Yeah, was so good, so powerful. Absolutely. So, and don't be afraid to step out and do for you. Yeah, and say I'm broken. Because yeah. we all are. Uh-huh. I want to love you, and when you see me, I want you to know that hey, I've got a love. I'm different from everybody else because I love and and uh, But behind that love, I'm still broken. Yeah, Right. I'm Very not. True. I'm not judging you and saying this and that. I'm still human. I Very still true. have my faults. Yes. So absolutely.
2: So I would like some final say. Uh, what was I going to say? That I read. Remember reading that our kids were made for especially this time this day and age that's whenever our kids were supposed to be here that God knew about the pandemic God knew the struggles that they were going to lie in front of Mm -hmm. and he knew it was going to happen but they were made for a time as this for them to be strong whenever they are here making a podcast who knows what they're doing whenever 20 30 years from now right and then two I also had to Forgive my parents because they were hurt and broken too. And yes. they didn't know what they were doing either. So I can't hold that against them. I can just be better than what I've seen before. Right. Absolutely. I so agree. And that's actually in the book of
0: Esther uh, for such a time as this. Yes, go read that. the book of Esther. It's the yes, best story I ever. I but um, I, I definitely agree with that. And also learning how to release things that are out of your control. So mm-hmm. we cannot control bad things people did to us when we were kids you know whether you know you were molested raped exposed to things you weren't supposed to you know dealt with drugs um any of that stuff you know those things in that moment that hurt is very real that trauma is very real but learning how to release what we can't control we can release that thing to god and just say god help me to be a better person than those people than what those people did to me and and really just finding that space of who you are uh, apart from the trauma you know um, I do believe you know we all go through things and not that they were meant to happen to us but I do believe we can become stronger yes. but again it, it it has to come in that release because right. when you hold on to those things and you obsess over it and you you always find reasons to hold on to it or I can't ever let that go that seed of bitterness just roots itself in your heart and then yes. it makes it so difficult to have genuine relationships, it makes it difficult to heal and to, to move forward with a healthy life. And so I would just encourage you, what you can't control, let it go. Yes, just yes. let it go and find out.
2: Like Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> like Frozen. Go.
0: Yes. And and it's so true, you know, truly. Just let it go. And, and watch God move as you release it to him and, and learn how to not hold on to that thing. And sometimes it takes deliberate, you know, Talking out loud, trying to get those thoughts out of your mind, and you know it takes some training to just not continue to obsess over it and to release it. But once you get in that habit, then you'll realize how free you begin to feel, how peaceful you begin to heal, how different your life feels when you're not holding on to so mm-hmm. much bitterness, yeah, so much yeah. anger, so much hostility towards people who really didn't know better, or who, like I said, if they did know better, they chose that lifestyle, and that has nothing to do with or you and your worth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've all heard our own stories where we've walked through self-sabotage because, you know, we felt like we weren't good enough or, or, you know, if this is how Lisa shared her story, if this is how you think of me as a mom, I'm going to show you a bad mom, you know. And so just walking through those things, we all have different areas in our life that we struggle with. And so at the end of the day, what other people did is not about you, it's about them. And so learning how to release that to God um, and just um, really really celebrate in in what God can do now and how he's brought us through so we love you guys thank thank you you guys for for joining our podcast we will see you next week next week is our live prayer so we will be at 6 p.m. live on Facebook you can catch us ladies talk podcast and we'll be live praying for you if you have any prayer requests please go ahead and uh, reach out out, comment on our Facebook page send us the email again ladies talk gmail 3 at um i'm sorry ladies talk podcast three at gmail.com um and all any of our facebook pages ladies talk podcast and um our we have a tiktok also ladies talk podcast so whatever avenue you feel comfortable in reaching out to us we'd love to hear from yes, you
2: you can remain anonymous that's you don't have right to share who you are we just know that we're praying for you that's
0: yes. right come receive your prayer your encouragement and yes. we cannot wait until we see you next week god bless you guys have a great week thank you
1: for joining